back with another episode of the Black Notes podcast. Myself, Apex Death, with... And myself, Topodelo. Come on. Um, <laughs> straight, for, straight for the jump, we've had... Um, let's go straight to the song pose. Last week, we had... I can't remember what songs I chose. Um, uh, you had S SBMI, Bait Lies. Bait Lies, that's it. And you had... Um, uh, Still me and Jovan and Spaghetti Shaylingo. Yeah, and you, your song choice was um, um. Still me, obviously. I was battling between the two. Yeah, I can't uh, like. As soon as I heard that song, I I knew that <laughs> that's gonna be a winner. <laughs> song, yeah, the song is cool, so I can't I can't really argue. I can't really complain about that one. It is, it is what it is. But um yeah, so then that means we're tied, we're tied at two two. Scores are scores are tied at two two. Um yeah, I think because it's tied, I think we might as well pick we might as well pick two songs each. Yes, sir. Or two for the opener, two for the closing. Alright, so who's gonna go first? I'll let I'll let you go first, obviously. Alright, that's fine. Um I am going to Mm. I'm going to go with Nines. Uh, so recently, <laughs> Nines. Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, no, no. Recently, recently, Nines dropped his um, album, Crabs in a Bucket. Um, I think he released it maybe like a week ago, 28th. Of, yeah, so by the time this is released, hopefully, Nines will have a number one album. Hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully, really, really pushing. Um, but I'm gonna go with Nines. I haven't been his biggest fan in the past, simply because yeah, I just I'd, not because he's done anything wrong or because I think he can't rap. I just there's a lot of music out there, and yeah, I just haven't really taken him in. Um, but with yeah, the whole marketing around this project, um, I just I just decided to give him a listen and listen to the project. Um, the first song gripped me immediately, um, mainly because of like song content. It's not, it's not really a song like that. It's an intro, so it's, it's just mm. like a freestyle almost. Um, but yeah, I think it's important for this narrative to be heard. Um, and yeah, I think he he captured the dilemma of many people growing up in uh, street environments quite well and just the difficulty in terms of like just trying to get out of the hood obviously you're, you're starting to make it now so you're starting to get money yeah. um, but we, all your friends are still back in ends do you know what I mean and so like where else are you going to be hanging out um, so yeah this is the intro uh, by Nouns and it it is produced by Jabari Beats My life came home, found out my dad had cancer, could have cried all night. Told my agent, no more shows, I'm trying to lay low. Ended 
up back on the block doing the same old jazzy said i'm dumb calm still making packs flip on the strip like i soon get back on this rap shit but time goes fast and a year went quick i turned down in festivals to be here on the strip last year i got signed to the majors for some big cream they want to hear music i ain't even got 16 too busy moving these pies guess the hood got me institutionalized uh, this shit got my blood pressure high i just want to be free like some doves in the sky i'm way too rich to stand in the ends the best things in my life are free family and friends i thought he was my guy but he was in it to gain i got shanked no one's on it but i didn't complain everyone thinks i'm in pen i'm chilling in spain why they hate my success but they're feeling my pain let's go i'm never at home i should be there more Time flies, how's my door already in year four? And I'm still on the mains, I come down, I should be flying out to Jamaica with my mom, but I don't need this rap thing with all this haze I import. When they gave my nigga life, I felt like yes, it's nice. The intro produced by Jabari Beats. It's over to you, Steve. Yeah, I call out his storytelling ability in this album. Is, we'll, we'll get to it, we'll get to it, because, yeah, you know, let me leave it at that, yeah, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> My my song choice for um, my first song choice for the opening is um it's, a, it's a, the guy the guy surprised me it's um however is it ha- however do you want it however do you want oh, it by um Swarm Swarm Conan and um and Band Okay um yeah when I clicked on a song I, I I don't know why I don't know why I initially clicked on it I think it's because I saw like the the trailer they put out and the video is mm. kind of cold as well. And nice little sample as well, and yeah, he he, he surprised he, he surprised me a lot with it. Um, I think it's a solid a solid solid track, uh, produced by Beat Freaks. Um, but Beat yeah, I think, I think it's a, I think it's a solid track. Um, probably my favorite verses is um probably crept, probably crept and band okay. So yeah. when you have time, please go listen to the full the full track. But yeah, this is however you want it by Swarms, Band OK, and Crepton Corner. Charlie, we got tens and twenties, packs they plenty. Tell me what you need from me. I was in a bando cooking up grub. Had to send my young boy go out in the streets. Said I just get Shirley tennis. Drop for me on my burners. So tell me how you want it. So tell me how you need it. Blood calling, trap phone ring cause the blood calling OT chips got the boys tarring Always got goons in the rave I'm in uh, Leave me alone, Somali ting can't leave her alone I gotta leave cause fiends on the phone I gotta leave cause fiends on the phone We're coming black out Jedi, them boys to red eye They upset I, Draco and Semi Ain't fair if it's me versus you The phone ring another free Charlie, two. we got tens and twenties, packs they plenty Tell me what you need from me I was in a bando cooking up grub. I just said my young boy go out in the streets. Said I just get Shirley a tennis. Drop for me, you're my burners. So tell me how you want it. So tell me how you need it. We've got tens and twenties, packs they plenty. Tell me what you need from me. I was in a bando cooking up grub. I just said my young boy go out in the streets. Said I just get Shirley a tennis. Drop for me, you're my burners. So tell me how you want it. So tell me I am. Look, look, look. Tally. 
Fuck I look like We were making money off a pushback I watched the oldest get guap on a strip Shook night, saw the pack getting shot from the whip Ooh. Saw them getting money, so we did too All them diamonds, we got a wrist full In the party with the shots, nigga, it's cool Dancing with A-class like it's Brit school Ooh, before the rap and the melody Six of us doing moves, nigga, NSG What you telling me? Rollies, we got them all I tried to, I tried to play a multi reverse there, but yeah, that is however do you want it. Swarms, Crypto Conan, and Band OK. What do you I'll think? I'll be honest, yeah, I never. Um, that was Crept first, right? Yeah. So I remember I first played the track, and I'm not gonna like I did, I didn't, I didn't enjoy the sample, so I just turned it off. <laughs> well, the sample? So I actually, yeah, I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy what he was doing to it. So I actually just turned it off. So I actually never got to Crepsverse or Bandokes or Conan. Yeah, and I don't I think I'm not a fan of the, the is it swarms or swarms? I'm just not a fan of his sound. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm just not a fan of it. Like I can li- I can hear it. I can yeah. I, I I get why it resonates. Um with a number of people and why it does well in the charts and stuff, but it's just not for me. And so when I heard the flip, I was like, nah, we're not about to do this. <laughs> is I just turned it off. You're disrespecting my, my song choice, but it's, it's I'm cool sorry. though. I'm sorry, cool. I had to be honest. No, it's all right though, my, my last, my, um, my closing song is, it's a heavy, it's a heavy, heavy one. Um, I see what you try to do with nines, but I'll come back, I'll come back. But um, speaking of nines, um, you know, I'm one of these one of these bigger fans and crabs in the bucket. I think, um, I think he's definitely in his top three projects. I think he's definitely in his top three projects. His storytelling ability in this in this um, album is just is just pure quality. Like the stories. This is not his first album. I'm assuming. So you said again. This is not his first album, I'm assuming. No, 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 no. No, he's got, he's, he's got, he's got quite, quite a few. Okay. I feel like yeah, this one is more, more thought out, even down to his um, I don't know what to call it, like the the mini movie he um, the short film he he put out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it just tied tied the whole album together. It makes it makes so much sense. Uh, even down to like the the name of the song, the album cover. It's proper 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 push, and um, yeah, I've got. I've got nothing but but positive stuff to say about about, about the tape. Uh, production is sweet as well, very very sweet, mm. and um, features as well. I think he carefully carefully chose the um, features on the track on on the album. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. I can't I can't fault it, man. I can't fault it. He, I feel like every every year he just he just improves, improves, improves. Even after the little setback he had, went away, came back, and he's killing he's killing it again. So I can't can't really complain. Yeah, it feels like this is going to be almost the album that propels him into um, not mainstream, but just like um, into the minds and into conversations where he hasn't previously featured. Um, Yeah, yeah, because as I said, like prior to this project, I don't think I actually paid much attention. Like if someone said to me, who's Nines? I could tell you who Nines was or is. Rather, I can tell you, I can even tell you what area he's from. Um, yeah. I can tell you about one or two incidents that I've seen on the nets. But like, 
other than that, like I didn't really pay much attention to his music. Mm. I think um, from my first couple of listens, I realized, yeah, he's actually put together a solid tape, Mm. um, which has made me think, rah, like, what was I missing all of those years before? Um, So, yeah, that's definitely going to make me, once I'm done digesting this one, that's definitely going to make me go back and listen to, um, I think it's from, like, From Church to Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Church Road, or is is that the name? No, I think it's from, From Church to Hollywood. Yeah, um, just to, yeah, yeah. Listen to, to to projects like that and see, um, yeah, just what my guy's been about. Mm. I think for me, it's interesting to hear about his. Um, it's just interesting to to hear about how he how he views himself, uh, how he used to view himself, because in my eyes, he well-known rapper, and I thought he had left that kind of street life. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, from listening to the album, obviously he talks about he talks about the struggles. He there's even a line where there's even a line where he says, um, "I'm not a rapper. I'm a I'm a dealer. I think he says I'm a, I'm a dealer that raps." Mm-hmm. Something like that. And obviously, um, like the the pressure from his friends to obviously encourage him to leave to leave like the street life and focus solely on his music. Mm. Um, yeah, for me it was just interesting. Yeah, to to hear, to hear that side because. In my eyes, yeah, he's so he's so so established, signed to um to an, an established label, and he still doesn't really see himself as a as a permanent figure in the in the scene. So I think um, it's hard to. I think it's hard to. Um, I think it's hard to just snap like if you've had a particular way of living, yeah. um, for a number of years, um, and your although your success is not overnight, but one day you're just a guy on the ends mm. and another day like your face is recognized like you can't go x y z place without so and so people knowing who you are mm. um i think it's hard to 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 recognize that as it, there ought to be a shift in your mentality um and so i think it does take a while i think it does take uh, maybe certain life instances happening and that's why i appreciated him reflecting on the intro um, where he's just kind of talking about like he's he's turning down festivals to be on the ends. Mm. Um, he gets signed to like a major label. They give him money. They want to hear music from him, but like he hasn't even written a bar because he's too busy engaging in like the trap life. Yeah, um, and that just shows that like it's it's so hard to to change the mentality, especially because sometimes I don't think a lot of people start doing music to become the next like jay-z or something it's it's an outlet um and then people start to gravitate towards it your name is being mentioned in like different conversations Uh, big boy labels are trying to holler at you but all you know is the roads do you know what i mean and so yeah i i definitely think like music industry wise um more can be done especially for like young men um Mm. who are coming out of such lifestyles to kind of help them adjust. Who do you think? Who do you think that's that's down to? Like, do you expect like the more experienced musicians who who's been there done that to show to show away, or I don't know. Do you just expect his team and and his label to be to be the ones to help him to make that transition? I think it's a it's a it's a community of people. So I expect um, the 
somewhat I expect the team around him in a sense but then I think I, I'm assuming I, like I don't know who his management team is but I think generally um, from what we've seen in the industry management tends to be from your own circle of friends anyway yeah. um, so then I don't know how much you can then put that on management if that makes sense if they're also in the same fight and struggle that you're in yeah. Um, but I definitely think there's a responsibility on um, the ones who've done it already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The ones who, who have maybe had to struggle and can say, yo, bro, like, you don't have to do X or, like, telling them, bro, like, why are you on ends when, like, you've got this festival to do or that festival to do? Like, um, and I definitely think there's a responsibility on labels. Why? Because they're exploiting the content. Um, they're using the content for their financial gain, for their financial profit. Um, so invest in the person as as a full person. Do you get what I mean? Like make sure that their finances are in order. Make sure um, that their mental health is in order. Like take care of the whole person, not just taking from their music. Do you get what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think there's a there's a range there's a range of people who are responsible. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least should have a part to play in helping somebody make that transition because yeah. it's hard. Um, I, I think hearing nines just yeah make makes you realise how hard it actually is because it doesn't seem rational to yeah. turn down a festival to be on the ends. Uh, yeah. But if you don't feel at home in festivals and where you feel at home and where you feel your true self is is on ends, then yeah, of course that's where you're gonna be. Um, so yeah, that's my two pence. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I agree. Yeah, to be fair, I agree with everything you said. But um, yeah, I've also been thinking like with with especially like how things in the UK are moving, like how not how easy, but how um, how open like the scene and how how quickly you can you can become a rapper you can shoot your own video slap it on youtube and it gets a million views and labels are calling you uh mm-hmm. youtubers as well um you can set up your own youtube channel create your own platform and next thing you know t- overnight you're like a hood like a hood celebrity mm-hmm. um i saw i saw i saw something last week about um teaching was it i think it was teaching teaching rap in schools in, in like music oh, as, like as, yeah. as an as an actual subject yeah yeah and i, I was just thinking is there something obviously I, I don't know what what the school structure what the school structure is like but i feel like in schools um i know we used to have like pshe lessons whatever it's called mm-hmm. and to say i can't remember we used to learn about knuckle but if those lessons are like it, it helps to equip um, yeah, if it helps to equip people, especially the young young people, to to like prepare for like their their certain skills to like, kind of prepare them for life and help them make those decisions, because mm-hmm. there's not really yeah, a platform like for like the for like the young creatives. Also, you have your 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 core subjects mm-hmm. and whatever, and they just kind of prepare you to. They essentially they prepare you for for college and sixth form, and then same thing with sixth for form. For the next level, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's no there's no there's no stage where um where someone's teaching you like like the basics um even how to manage manage your accounts um mm. social media like the issues the issues with social media and the positive of social media 
um, I don't know if that's down to like the schools, if it's down to like parents, or I don't know at what stage. But I feel like every, especially in London, like, every young creative has has had to learn it themselves. Um, sometimes learn it the hard way. Exactly. No, yeah. In fact, most, most of the time you have to learn the hard way. I'm sure if you speak to, if I speak to all the creators, I know like they've gone through some sort of struggle to get to where they are now. Mm. Um, yeah, they've had to take take a number of L's to kind of understand. Um, how to maneuver in, in in these different in these different industries? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know at, at what stage, but um, personally for me, I feel like it will be it will be, it will be beneficial, especially in this current in this current era that we're in. Um, it will be beneficial for for students, especially in, like, especially around the secondary, secondary school um, period, for them to kind of have some sort of mentorship. So again, like I said, I don't know if it's if it's parents, I don't know if it's schools. Um, I don't even know if it's people in the industries in, in in the industry running. I don't know running some sort of scheme that mm. gets people or gets the creatives more involved. Because, yeah, yeah. Now, now these these are like these are proper these are proper jobs. YouTubers, it's a, it's a, it's a proper job. Mm. Um, even like, like rappers, musicians, like it's a it's a it's a whole it's a whole job. It's longer than a nine to five. Um, it's all about like image, um, your, your sound, your position in the scene. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think having some sort of um, some sort of mentorship there, have some sort of mentorship in, in place, it, it can only it can only benefit benefit the um, the actual creatives, and yeah. the, the scene itself. So yeah, that's just. Well, like yeah, I think I think I've I've attended like some industry events where like um, there'll be people on the panel who do like um, I know there, there was one that I attended. I think it was like Annie Max Industry Insider mm-hmm. or something, um, and there was a lady on the panel who specifically deals with mental health within the music industry um, and she works with artists um, just to to help them process their feelings and emotions mm. um, and I think I was talking to a friend last week and I was just saying that like oh, your mental health can be affected by like a range of things um, mm. I think particularly and I can only speak to it because it's the industry that I'm in in a creative industry where it it's a rocking do you know what I mean and I feel like um personally for me I know I I constantly feel on edge like um there's just one thing that will tip me over one day I'm good the next day I, I'm ready to throw everything in the bin like everything out the window I'm, I'm just like done with it um and I can't imagine how it is like for artists where you're just trying to do music um you're just trying to have some sort of like creative output maybe to even help your own mental health and your own processing but you're having to be subjected to to like public opinion for example Mm. um and sometimes it's not just about your music so um i don't think to an extent i don't think artists can be really really get too upset if someone says they don't like their music music is such a subjective thing but when it trend, when it goes past that into like people's character and you start like character assassination, you start saying this person's like this, this person's like that. Um, and you're feeling the weight of that. Yeah, it can have devastating effects. Um, and I mm. think not enough is done within the industry to help, especially young artists, because let's be truthful, that, especially from like the drill scene, there's a lot of really young artists coming up, um, but everyone's just trying to take from them. No one's just trying to slow them down 
and say, yo, like, how are you doing? How are you coping? How does it feel when this happens or when that happens? Or um, even just recognising that if someone says they don't like your music, that's not a, an attack on your character. Yeah. Um, just things like that. Um, I just don't know whether there's enough um, happening. But again, I was happy to hear on that panel that there are organisations who are specifically working with artists and um, trying to get them to process um, their emotions and just how they feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think even that kind of leads to like another thing I saw um, during the week in terms of like John Boyega um, and his interview with GQ um, and just realising the, the, the character transformation that he's kind of taken on um, after doing Star Wars and yeah. just the, the, the reckoning within himself almost um, and what that means for his, what that's done for like how the public now perceive him. So I think before he was Finn from Star Wars, he was, some people didn't like him because he was black and then, is it Star Wars? It's Star Wars, right? Star Wars, yeah. Yeah. Some people didn't like the fact that there was a black person in Star Wars. Okay, cool, whatever. He had to face that backlash. Um, but now, obviously, him joining in, in with like the Black Lives Matter protests um, and him being so vocal about his experience, you're starting to see the tide turn a little bit. Mm. Um, that he's not just this Disney boy that everybody loves. He's not just Finn from Star Wars. Um, people are actually starting to have issues with with who he is as a as a human being. Mm. Um, and yeah, in that GQ interview, he was talking about just the the the, the toll it took on him as a person, um, having to face certain things within Star Wars. Mm. Um, and I think one of the quotes I remember is that like it just made him more militant. Um, the sidelining that he faced made him more militant in terms of his his blackness. Mm. Um, but you just you can't underestimate the effect that that has on someone's mental. Um, and so yeah, I just hope that people are just taking care of themselves more. I guess. Yeah, it's it's hard. You know, is it? It's like coming from a person. Yeah, personally for me, it's it's hard because I can't I can't ever think of like an industry where a black person can truly can truly thrive in like, i can't i can't think of an industry like you m m in most cases and probably in all cases like you have to change in in some sort of way like you can't yeah you can't you can't truly you can never you can never truly be yourself and this is just part like yeah you, you're touching on like, like the whole mental health and everything like it's it it has it has it's gonna have it's gonna have its toll like whether it, whether it's early in your career or later on in your career because you can't you can't keep yeah, you can't keep pretending to be something. Yeah, you can't keep pretending to be something that you're not. Like, mm. at some stage, something is going to give way. Mm. And I feel like that's, that's just, like, the issue that, especially we as, as black people, we have, to, we have to face. So from early, like, we have to, like, I feel like it's almost a must that we have to seek some sort of help and get some sort of com comfort from somewhere because at some stage, it's going to come back. It's going to come back and, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to bite you. Mm. Um, yeah, just feel like I just feel like everything. Yeah, I I, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, as as you were talking, I was just thinking it in my head, like of industries where you can truly be yourself, so you can be a hundred percent yourself. And I can't, I can't, I can't think, I can't think of that. I can't think of that without without, without you being labeled as this or being seen as that. I don't know. I can't. I can't see it. Like as much as as um as like 
we get to hear like all different types of music now so we can hear drill on radio and stuff mm-hmm. there's, yeah there's still struggles that like these artists have to have to face certain songs can't be placed uh, certain songs can't be played on certain stations or, or at certain times um even at like, the whole issues with, with youtube um mm. that's why having um having no signal um come about it's personally for me it was a big thing um i was hearing like all these songs that i play on my spotify i was hearing it on radio i was i was hearing it played out to the masses and to me that was that was mad like my head my head was spinning um the internet so do, was... so do you think do you think that's the way that we need to go in one sense so that's that's a bunch of black creatives just just creating a platform for themselves if that makes yeah. sense yeah, like, 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 I don't want to say obviously that like, like it's it's our platform and no one, no one can I don't know no one can no like we're not we're not letting any any other any other circle in but I feel like yeah yeah we need we need like, we need somewhere where we can be where we can truly be ourselves because yeah I just I, yeah personally for me I think I think for just for like just personal reasons and and for the creatives own own mental health and so on so. They, they they need it. They need it. Mm. They need it. I, I think, like. I think. How how sorry. what what you're like around your friends. Like you can never be you can never be that in public. And yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, it, it just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, I think um, channels like now that I'm thinking about it in a more kind of like deeper way off of this conversation. Channels like SBTV, Grime Daily, Link Up, Mixtape Madness, um, Press Play. I think they were all forms of us realizing, okay, this is not, our music is not getting radio play, for example, mm. or yeah, they're not get, we're not getting placements at festivals or we're not getting sync deals, etc. So SVTV and the likes created a platform whereby you could actually show, and thankfully it was on YouTube. So you could actually see the numbers that there is a market out there that are invested in these artists so you had um people doing like um f64s a64s um daily duppies etc etc but it wasn't until you could go to like labels for example and you could show them right this person has such and such million views on sbtv that i feel like the the music industry started to wake up and realize that there is actually a solid market out there for artists like um, Retch or Getz or Kano, um, Dizzy's, um, yeah, and other people that have just come up before the SBTV era, um, but even through the SBTV era. And I think without us having our own platforms, no one else is really going to pay attention. Mm. And unfortunately, when I look at maybe like um, Hollywood in particular, or even when I'm kind of thinking about the US music scene, it's not until you get to a certain point in your career that you can almost just authentically just be yourself, right? You can. Uh, so it's not until, and I don't think, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to suggest that John Boyega took this route, but it's not until, okay, he's done Star Wars, right? He's, his name is is cemented in the industry as someone who can act. And it's, it's not just um, Kido Hoodie can act in, for example. Um, mm. He can act in big boy Hollywood movies. It's not until his name is cemented like that, that he, 
he kind of almost now has the freedom to do, be like, you know what, I actually don't. And he's seen behind the curtain. So I don't actually don't need you man's approval. I can do what I like. Do you get know what I mean? Yeah. And even when I was watching the, the GQ interview, and just hearing the way he was speaking, there was something so British and Nigerian about it that I appreciated. Um, obviously, he's also sitting in front of a, a, another black British Nigerian man. And so that probably allowed him the freedom to be himself. Um, but he's just speaking as I feel like any of my other mates would. Mm. This is not kind of like a, a media trained John Boyega. This is just him chilling and expressing himself. Um, and sadly, I feel like the way the industry is set up, it's not set up in black people's favor. And sometimes you feel like you can't really be who you are until you've reached a, a level of success that's just undeniable. So like a Stormzy or a Dave. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are rare instances where like people like Stormzy, he's, he's been how he's been since the inception. And whether you like it or not, it is what it is. Um, but not, not a lot of artists are afforded that luxury, unfortunately. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess I guess that just that that falls down to um, having having that platform um, and, and us creating our our own lanes. But um, is it? Do you think it's a thing where where we should demand where we should do, like, demand more more independence from the current platforms that we have, or should we just keep going down, just improving improving what we have, improving like the platforms that we have already and hoping that it takes us to where we need to be because it's it'll, it's hard for uh let's say like a young actor or a young musician it's hard it'll be hard for them to turn down some sort of deal or to turn down money that they've probably never seen before to be involved in a platform that not essentially fully supports them it'll be it'll be, it'll be, it'll be hard especially saying that to, to a young person it'll be hard expecting them to say like you know what i'm going to keep going down this way even though it's not as lucrative as as what's currently being offered i think i think it just depends almost i think i yeah it's hard i appreciate it. it's hard to turn down a deal in short in essence when you're desperate do you know what i mean this might be your big break um but i think sometimes it's necessary um i think sometimes it, it is necessary to almost take the long route for the sake of um I don't need, the only way that comes to mind is integrity. Like, um, for the sake of even just trying to make a point um, or just trying to stay true to yourself or hold on to a particular level of ownership. Um, but at the very same time, I don't fault people um, for taking deals, like for, yeah. for signing a, a, a label deal. Um, because, yeah, like people have families no, and not even just people have families, people themselves need to sustain, sustain themselves. And um, I'm always happy when I see a young black creative um, get out of a, a, a poverty situation. Um, mm -hmm. But I think sometimes I just think, is it always worth it? Um, and I think if someone's willing to offer you, uh, let's say, um yeah someone's willing to offer you i don't know 100k um for like a like, like a single deal for example um but yet they want to tweak it and make it more commercial 
I think for an artist, if that if that's not the lane you're trying to go down, I think you would you would need to turn that down. And if you believe in your artistry enough, somewhere down the line you're gonna see money that eclipses that. Do you know what I mean? Possibly. It's not it's not always guaranteed. Um but it, it just depends on um how the artist wants to navigate their career. Um but it's not either or different strokes with different folks, yeah. I think, to be fair. So then what are we saying about the um about the Joe Budden podcast? As in him this, not the situation him, as in him not taking a deal. Yeah. More grease to his elbow. It makes sense. I I I think everything he's done in one sense makes sense. And I might be biased because anyone who knows me knows how much I love Joe Budden and that podcast. Yeah. Um, but I think it served its purpose and I think um yeah, I think if, if people have listened to him well enough, they wanted to they wanted to see the numbers. Um and I think it's mad that they've been number one out of five hundred thousand podcasts for a good two years. I think that is insane. That's mad. Especially because their podcasts are not short. Like every time I'm trying to recommend their podcast to people, people are like, oh, like, but the episodes are three, four hours. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's long. <laughs> but like, bro, they've been able to be number one um f- consistently for two years. Um and probably before that, and that's probably why they got the deal. And if they're realizing that okay, like they're realizing their worth and their value, and Spotify don't want to yeah. see that. All right, then cool. We're done. Like nothing. We don't need this deal to continue. Yeah. Um, and I think they recognize wherever they go, they have a solid enough fan base that yeah. wherever they go, Stephen, let me tell you, if they're on Tidal, I'm on Tidal. <laughs> like if if it's if it's that like they're exclusively on Tidal. Yeah. I'm gonna have to break my my relationship with Spotify or I just have to have both. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um but wherever they go, me too, I'm following. And I think they have enough supporters, enough fans. Like they don't have yeah. obviously that that there are casual listeners. So there are casual listeners in the sense that there are people who probably just tune in every now and then. Every now every now every Every instance where it makes the headlines, they might go and check out the podcast. But there, yeah. are, there are listeners like me, for example, who I have not missed an episode in how, however long. We're following them wherever they go. Um, and I think they're just recognizing their worth. But yeah. they've built themselves up to a particular point. And I yeah, think, that- again, that speaks to you need to, sometimes you need to get to a particular point before you're able to, to make these choices. Yeah, and that's why I think it's important to know, to know your, to know your brand, and to know your your um, to know your target audience and like your your loyal, your loyal fans, and mm. appealing to them. Because if mm. they weren't, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure if they weren't aware that if they were if they were aware of the pool that they had, <clears throat> if they were aware of the pool that they had, they probably would have negotiated like I don't know a similar deal and, and stayed there. But because yeah. they know. Because, because they know their their fans and and their, their what what that group what that kind of demographic wants and what they need and how how far they're willing to follow they're able to, mm. to make music. So when I heard um, Charlemagne's comments about uh, was criticizing Joe saying that he doesn't know how to negotiate, 
Um, yeah, I, I like Charlemagne, but then I had to side with Joel because he, Charlemagne would, would uh, yeah, I believe he, he could never understand because Breakfast Club isn't his. Um, yeah, yeah. They're probably yeah. They're probably it's, hiding hiding numbers or stuff. He, he's he's there to he's there to do a job and and he can leave. Mm. Whereas Joe, mm. he he knows the ins and outs. He knows what goes on in the back. He knows like the core the core stats and figures and everything. Mm. So he he's able to make these decisions. And yeah, I feel like I feel like I also I don't know, but I feel like he's smart enough not to leave not to leave a deal and not have something lined up. So when yeah. he left, it's, it's like when he left. I remember when he left. Um, when Joe left, everything struggled. I was thinking, raw, like, what's like at that, at that time? Like, I was I was tuning into everyday struggle every every week, and I was I thinking, think wow, what's he, what's he gonna, yeah, what's what's he gonna do now? Like, he's yeah. I, in my head, I was thinking, like, this guy, like, I don't, he, he's silly, like, he's stupid, like, he left he left, left a good role to, I don't know, for no reason, and then what was it like a month later, the podcast started. And no, bro, that's the thing. <laughs> the podcast has been going since 2015. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> and I guess, um, I guess he knew something like that that we didn't know then. I think, I think it, it's like so. Oh, he it was, it was actually my bad. Yeah, yeah so he, he, um, yeah, he's been doing the podcast since 2015, and I think Everyday Struggle was almost his brand idea right so this is something and you can see because he's he's tried to replicate that same thing almost um yeah. with state of the culture over at revolt um so i think he he reckon i think maybe at the time he just recognized who like who he is if that makes sense like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't have everyday struggle doesn't make or break his career he's he's good with it he's okay without it um and i, I remember because one of my closest friends always used to watch everyday struggle and i couldn't stand it because of academics like i'm not <laughs> me and academics we just i can't every time i every time he opened his mouth i was like why is this guy here um but i, I remember i always used to say to her that like, the joe that was on everyday struggle is different to the joe that's on the podcast and the joe that's on the podcast is the one that i prefer because he's just far more himself because he's around friends as opposed to colleagues um and i think him turning down complex or having to leave complex yeah i think maybe a lot of people did think like my guy what are you gonna do now like what's next but i think he believes in himself enough and in in his assessment of the scene that i don't think he necessarily had a plan but he knew something was gonna work Um, and i think that's when the podcast started to take off even more um, so people actually started to tune in to what he because they used to they were so used to hearing him on everyday struggle yeah that was like okay they still want to hear his opinion so now people started to migrate over to the podcast and that's where it started to almost take off even more so i'm 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 not worried for them in in that sense i just know that whatever it is that they're going, going on to do is just going to make sense um, <laughs> yeah it's going to make sense for them and I think that's just what people just need to do. Make decisions based upon your own brand, not someone else's brand, not what a label wants you to be or an, or a place like Complex or Revolt want you to be. Like, think, as you said, think about your own brand and just do everything that's consistent with that. Um, so even hearing that they were turning down 
doing particular adverts that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I, I enjoy hearing three hours of unfiltered conversation. I don't really want to be hearing a T-Mobile advert in the middle. No, yeah, you get enough that, adverts. That can't run. It can't run. With, with podcasts, it, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah, I feel like podcasts, I could take an advert at the beginning, right at the beginning mm-hmm. and right at the end. But like in between, like you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. As much, yeah, as much as, as obviously it needs to make, it needs to make money and, and stuff. But that's the type of stuff that would make me to stop, to stop listening. Yeah, it kind of makes yeah, you, you tune out. Yeah, you, you can't, yeah, you can't just quickly zone out for what, 30 seconds and, and then tune back in. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that couldn't, that couldn't run with me. That could not run. Mm. That's why even like with YouTube, that for me at, at the early days, that was my big issue with, with YouTube. Like you'd be enjoying a video and then what a video just slaps on without, without you even knowing. And <laughs> you have to sit there for what sometimes like it's a minute, a minute, two minutes long. And I, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, long. it's long. But having, having, having said that, um, how much are we, when Spotify come to offer us, how much are we, are we taking? <laughs> uh, how are we, are we negotiating? How, how much are we, what's our, what's our budget? You got jokes. That's that's another one. <laughs> You've actually got. I, again, I think with any deal, it, it's like it's if they're trying to compromise the content that has made you successful, mm. and if you know that you have a fan base that are drawn and attracted to that content, realize they're not going to enjoy it when. Obviously, you're on a bigger platform. Okay, cool. You've got the money, but they're not going to enjoy it if your content changes and i think we've yeah. seen that with like um what's this guy's name uh i think we saw it with rs so when he was doing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i can't remember the name it was hood hood um, hood, um in the hood, uh, hood documentary. yeah hood documentary when he was doing that on youtube himself yeah produced fantastic content do you know what i mean but when it went over to bbc3 everyone was like huh <laughs> Um, same with chicken connoisseur, chicken connoisseur. Yeah. When it was just my man, him and his boy, just going around to just different chicken shops, like just giving us the content. Everyone enjoyed it. I think Channel Four tried to pick it up, and what they tried to make it, I don't know, because for me, that's where everyone just was like, mm, yeah. You just tuned out. I think I think these these up. platforms, man, just. If you want to help, or if you want them on your on your on your platform, just give them the money, give them the budget, and and let let them lead. I think that's that's the issue. Like let them lead because now you're trying to now yeah you're trying to understand you're trying to understand what made their content what made their content to to blow, and you're mm. trying to transition that to to your platform, mm. but you just need like like you shouldn't have you shouldn't have any any input because you're not the one that made it that big like you should just literally bring them over maybe give them a, a budget to, to maybe do it on a, on a bigger scale to hopefully um get bigger results or you just you just leave you leave, you leave them leave them alone you yeah, literally leave yeah. them alone yeah it hurt it hurts like whole documentary it was something stuff that we, we we had never seen before yeah, um, it was just so so out of the blue, and then to see what happened, yeah, to see how it turned out on um on on BBC Three, it was just it was it was just such a, it was such a big 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 disappointment. Like, mm. 
Yeah, it could have been. And I, yeah, I think that's why I think that's why it's important to continuously push the narrative that ownership is important. Like, mm-hmm. just don't, don't. And I think that's where a lot of people within the music industry messed themselves up in in the early days, was that they were so quick to sign these label deals and start putting out music that they're not really all that in, invested in. Um, and yeah, you realize it's just not it's not sustainable because that's just not who you are. Like you you feel like a fraud, do you get what I mean? But you're just mm-hmm. doing it for a paycheck. And then mm-hmm. in the long run, you start to question all right, cool, like was was this actually worth it? Um so yeah, I think brands should just be coming to people like if they see something that's working well and they want to participate in it, yeah, as you said, just give them the budget. Fair enough, you might have ideas here and there, but don't like don't enforce that on them just say oh, okay like we were thinking that to make this a bigger and better production maybe consider this because obviously there are things that um these are all diy projects so there are things that maybe like a production company might be able to spot that you don't really see and so that might be able to take your content to the next level mm. but other than that leave them alone like let them produce what they want to produce because at as we were saying before, like the fans are there for the content that they've consistently already been producing. So if you're coming in now and you're changing it, but it's the same, it's the same packaging, mm. but the drink that's on the inside is not the same. It's like, it's like the Ribena that we've got now, fam. Yeah. Just like sugar, like it's just dead. Like just give me back my sugar. If I want to <laughs> die from the sugar, do you know what I mean? Just leave it oh, alone. Man. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's where, like, you just hope that creatives are hearing the narrative of just own your stuff, own your stuff, own your stuff. And notice when you're trying to, when, um, when companies are trying to hoodwink you. And that's why I appreciated Joe Budden's rant, because I think for, for years to come, you can refer back to that when you're considering deals. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see where they're trying to play you, where they're trying to give you a watch and not give you no holiday time <laughs> over Christmas. What are you yeah, doing, bro? Yeah, like you need to, yeah, you need to understand, yeah, that, yeah, you need to understand that these, these, um, these companies, yeah, they're they're doing they're doing what they're meant to be doing. If they could mm-hmm. cut, they could cut costs and cut corners. They're gonna do it. And mm. I think sometimes, um, it's it, it, even even me, I've I've been a victim of it, like. You you're involved in something, and you think, oh yeah, these lot, um, these are on my side. They're they're supporting yeah. me, but you kind of forget that they have their they have their own they have their own their own agenda. Um, yeah. Like even, even like when when artists get released, like the the label is it's their job to like monetize from you as as much as they can as much as they can. It takes so much out of you, and then mm. if you fall off or if your music doesn't bang anymore, you're released and. You can't you can't take that personal. You just have to you just have to realize and remember that look, these companies they're they're in place, they're in place to to make money, help you make money if if, if they can as well, but to essentially make them make them a lot of money, and then yeah. when the time comes, and 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 that contract and it happens in it happens in every industry, and we also need to kind of realize that okay, cool, they have their own agenda. What's your agenda? What's your end goal? Mm-hmm. How do you want to end up in and like you said, um, just having having ownership over, over over what you do, over your your products and stuff, um, owning your music, um, it's it's just it's, it's important. Stuff like that is important. That's why, like, when artists like 
when artists like 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 Nipsey came around, or well, yeah, when I first started listening to Nipsey and yeah, understanding understanding his his views and everything. At first, I'm thinking, well, yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. At first, I, I did not understand it at all. I thought the mm-hmm. aim is to like you get signed and then you start making money. But then when he started, when he worked, I remember what, what tape it was that he was selling for, um, was it a hundred, a hundred dollars? I was thinking mm. at first I thought, yeah, that's a, that's a bit, mm, that's a bit mad. But then I realized, I realized that like the, the idea, the, the idea behind it. And mm. now like he's, he's family, like all, all his songs, all these tapes, all these albums, whatever, that's in his family's name. That's not under yep. a label. That's not like yep. that ownership is, is there for, for, I don't know who who knows how how long how long it will, it will last down the line, but mm. it's it's so it's so like these days it's so important and it's and it's so key and that's why I mentioned before about having about having someone there or yeah having someone there that's that, that that's teaching that's teaching us these things that's that's letting us know because he 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 was at the top of yeah he was he was at the top of his game when when he um when he when he started um when he started that movement and. He could have e- easily got signed. He could have easily followed like the the similar rappers in in his area. Yeah. But he cho- yeah, he chose to do that, and he he benefited from it from it a lot. And I feel like a lot a lot of us can can learn from can learn from stuff like that. And yeah, I think yeah, I think I think I think people are starting to pay attention. Yeah, for sure. Bit. So for even sure. like you mentioned um, Nipsey, I think novelist. He's a he's an MC here. Mm. Um, he was. I think I saw him maybe like a week or two ago. Um, he was he's selling um, copies of his album for hundred each, um, and I think he had already sold ten. So I'm thinking from those ten, he's already got a grand, if my math is correct. Um, and do you know how long it takes? Like, do you know how many streams you're gonna need on Spotify for you to hit for you to even see a fraction of that? So I think yeah, people are starting to pay attention um but i think some one of the things i've been thinking is that sometimes i wish some of the um bigger name artists would just do something more drastic to start to like change the way this music industry looks mm. um as so i was thinking about okay cool um we both watch nba um and they boycotted uh, maybe about a week and a half ago because they did, yeah, they, they all just said, yeah, we're not playing. Like due to the the injustices that are happening to black people, particularly at the time it was Jacob Blake. No, it's not. It's not time to play basketball. Um, yeah. And I, I just think that like, if big artists, and so I'm thinking about the US now, like if big artists like uh, Drake, Beyonce, Adele, um, did something drastic, like took all their discography off. Um, streaming platforms i feel like a com like a conversation would at least we started about the rates that people are paid per stream yeah um because if if yeah if small artists are doing it no one cares like no one's really mm. you know i mean no one's really coming here to go and listen to your music but that's why i was a bit upset when like beyonce put her stuff on spotify because i was like oh man like now they've got us <laughs> you got <a> feed. <laughs> Now they've got us, but like if bigger artists just started taking more militant responses, I think things would actually start to move. Mm. But we can't just be sitting there complaining that ah oh, they're, they're they're paying us pennies when no one's actually trying to do anything about it. Everyone's just saying, okay, this is the way the system works. I'm just gonna partake. All right, cool. We're just gonna have measly 
rates off of streams for the rest of our life. Like that's mm. that's just how it's gonna be. And artists are not gonna get fully compensated. So um yeah I think people are starting to wake up. I think people are really starting to wake up but we'll we'll just have to see the impact that it has on the the industry as a whole in years to come. Yeah that's true. That's true. That and yeah that's that's one thing that I that I hope for. I feel like um especially uh, sorry to go back um having moments like the Joe Budden at the Joe Budden moment, I feel like people, like, like you said before, people are, people are gonna they're gonna remember situations like that. They're gonna remember moments like that, and it's mm-hmm. gonna make everyone to to buck their ideas up and just just pattern up with their with their own content and their own product and and to appreciate it more and to value value themselves more. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just hopefully hopefully these um hopefully these these companies labels or whatever um yeah they understand that slowly a change a change is happening and they're gonna have to come they're gonna they're gonna have to come with with more they have to offer more mm-hmm. and yeah it can only be a positive so yeah i look forward to, yeah i look forward to seeing seeing like the outcomes and seeing what happens from from that situation i hope so man i hope so what else, what else has been happening in this in this in this uk <laughs> um what was I gonna say? I was gonna say, yeah, um, Frisco. You know, I feel about about Boy Better Now. There. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, can you Frisco. actually play? It? Can you can you actually play a bit of it actually? Because I, I. Oh, you heard it. I've seen it. I just haven't. Yeah. I yeah, I haven't been in the space to actually listen to it. Um, uh, as you know, like I feel, I feel like every year they just prove that. They they just prove that they're the. They're the greatest UK group that we've had for a number of years. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and co- compare them to like so solid and stuff, but they have been so consistent and yeah, like this they're doing yeah, they're doing stuff that other other groups haven't had the opportunity to do. Um mm. I think longevity is their main is their main their main skill and every year they they, they find a way and they find new ways to collaborate and yeah, this is what's it called? Red card. I don't even know if producer. I'll be surprised if it's. Let me not say it. Okay, cool. I don't know if producer. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is a red card with Boy Better Know. I'll play a few seconds. Side, everything live, man out on job, man I got vibes, don't know who said, we ain't the greatest, mention grime, we are the baitest, man I got a wind dog, man I go hard, kill an MC then go to my yard, go to my yard. And if you act too hard, then that's a red card. I can make a new business plan. I can round up a hundred niggas in the trenches. Going against me, that's stupid. Beef with me is expensive. I hope you trust in your friendship. Gonna need a full that's something intensive. Man, I go zero to a hundred. Man, so passive aggressive. Pull up outside and something offensive. I do not care what the ends is. Fuck who's in fashion. I do not care what the trend is. I step on the stage, it's murder. What do you think? Uh... For some reason, it might be me, you know, cut out at some point in between. But I'm liking it. I'm liking it so far. Interesting that Skepta started it off. But, yeah, yeah I'm liking it so far. <laughs> <laughs> Why on earth is that interesting? I don't know. I'm such a hater. <laughs> I was trying to send small shots. And I can't like Jamie, Jamie Body. Jamie Body, that verse. He bodied his verse. 
it's a cold track. But I'm, yeah, I'm just happy to see them to see them collaborate because they're always obviously they've they've got like individual individual projects going on like throughout the year and stuff. But yeah, they always always find some way to collaborate, and I feel like that's what that's what past groups haven't been able to do. Uh, movement, yeah. I don't know. No, 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 we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't talk about that. Why? You why? know why they're not collaborating. Ah, uh, cool, cool, cool. Right, we'll, 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 <laughs> leave, we'll leave it there. But yeah, like movement, um, so solid. Uh, rough squad. I feel like, I feel like if rough squad, if they start together, mm-hmm. as much as I'm a big BBK fan, I feel like rough squad will probably be bigger than. They'll be so clear. It'll be so clear, like production wise, the MCs, the they were doing mad videos back then. The mm. the roster, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rough squad. I, yeah, I wish, I wish they they were still, I wish they stuck together. But it is what it is, man. It, it happens. But life happens, man. Life happens. But now, as you say, yeah, it's good to see. Um. I don't want to call them heritage acts because it makes them sound mad old, isn't it? But they've they've been at the uh, they've formed the foundation, I would say, mm-hmm. of like this this music thing. And obviously, like I know there were generations before them, mm-hmm. um, but this is all I've I've known of the music industry, and I'm 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 somewhat glad to see that they still have careers, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because yeah, sometimes um, you just think that within our industry when they're not doing what's hot at the time so obviously mm. gram is not at the forefront at the moment yeah. it has its moments but it's just not at the forefront at the moment um you feel like we often treat our our legends like some any throwaways but um yeah i'm good i'm happy to still see them getting recognition um and actually producing good music because that was nice i enjoyed that yeah. for what i heard yeah, when you obviously yeah, when you get a chance to go go see the video as well if you look, if you look can. But um yeah, from speaking about legends, um I think it was yesterday, uh, or depending on whenever this released, but uh, last week, um or this week, I don't know what I'm saying. But um <laughs> Kano I yesterday, last week. <laughs> I'm all over the gaff. Uh, Kano is uh, releasing um, some sort of series. I don't know if it's. I don't know what type of platform it's going to be. Whether it's going to be like a podcast or whether it's going to be like. Oh, Newham Talks. The Newham Talks, yeah. And I'm really, really excited to see that because I know. I know the first two guests. I think. I think it's going to be Getz and and Idris. Idris, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I think you just essentially talked about um, obviously growing up in in Newham, and I guess they'll be sharing stories. So like, I'm re- I'm really, really excited to kind of hear that and see mm. what they come up with. Um, yeah, you know how I feel. You know how I feel about Newham, and I feel like, I feel like the talent. Yeah, I, <laughs> without repeating what I said in like the the other the other podcast, the talent, the talent they have, like the talent we have there is is like it's it's mad. Like the actors that that, that have come out of there, the musicians, the the different different types of musicians, like mm-hmm. cold cold people, cold cold people, and. Um, yeah, man. I feel like London, London needs, London needs East London. I will always need East London. <laughs> London needs, London needs every part of London. It's weird. But no, Newham has been, um, I think, profoundly um, significant, especially to our culture. Um, mm. Just looking at Newham Talks. So basically how it's going to work is that starting from 
the 4th of September, which is when this should drop. Um, mm. Yeah, it will be uploaded on YouTube um, and each episode will feature Kano and a, a different new M native. So some of the names that they've got at the moment, they've got Getz, my all-time fave, um, Posty, DWE, uh, Footsy, um, Idris Elba, Dre White, King Cook, um, Christina Aru. Wow, Uhuru. how am I going to do this? With, with Christine. Um, Christina Aru. Yeah, yeah, there we go. The athlete. Um, the athlete, yeah. I thought that was the athlete. athlete yeah. Um, but yeah, episodes will be uploaded every Monday and Friday until the end of the month. Um, and so yeah, they're free to watch, but yeah, they're they're, re- they're releasing it um to kind of raise money um mm. for projects that will reinvest back into Newham communities. Which and I again, love to see. I love. I yeah, love that. You got a. You got a. Yeah, you got. You got to give back. Do you know what I mean? Especially when you know that the wider society or the government aren't really trying to invest in these places other than to gentrify it and move mm. people out of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm always happy to see that. He's got a 10 grand target. And so if you're listening to this and you're balling, <laughs> <laughs> go and donate there. When you finish donating there, come chat to me because we need a couple of supplies. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We need a couple of supplies. It's a sick, it's a sick project, man. It's a sick idea. It's, I, just, I love it when, I love it when people, they reach a certain stage in the career and, and, and they give back, especially when they're still at the top of the game. So they haven't fallen off and now they want to start, they're still at the top of the game and they're using their current mm-hmm. fame and their current status to shed light on a cause that many people are probably aren't, aren't aware of. And yeah, yeah. yeah just grow, growing up, growing up in, um, Grown up in in, in East London, um, I've, it's always had this this community this community feel to um, around it, and I feel like people I, I feel like yeah, people people that grew up in in, in especially in Newham like they they'll understand what I'm talking about. Like you have this like when you leave Newham like you always have this this love and this hold for for the area. You you want to see it like you want to see it you want to see it thrive and you want to see it prosper. So I love I love seeing that from Kano. Um, this, this, I don't think this is the first time he, he's done something. Um, he's done something like this. I can't remember. I didn't cover my facts today. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, he's done. He's done. He's done a lot. And he's actually. I know he's mentored a, a, a lot as well. And he's he's always trying to help out like the local musicians. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm a big. I'm a big fan of it, man. I'm a big, 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 big fan of it. And that's something I'll definitely be be looking forward to. But. Um, yeah. Um, speaking we... of ends, yeah. Speaking of ends, quickly. One thing I just discovered um, in the ruckus that Adele caused on um, Twitter. One thing I just discovered. So I always, I've always associated Adele with Tottenham. Yeah. I've just Adele North London. That's I've just done that maths. Um, yeah. But in the midst of the ruckus, I read an article um, by. Wawu Shante Joseph, um, just um, speaking about the whole debacle um, mm. and just explaining cultural appropriation. But one thing that made me pause in that article was she referred to Adele as being from South London. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. What? So I went to go do my Googles. 
Um, I found out, yeah, she was born in Tottenham. Yeah. Um, I think she then moved to Brighton. And then when she moved back to London in 1999, she moved to Brixton. Right. Then moved to West Norwood. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I have never been prouder in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at this thing like, wait, what? Like, Adele's from the ends. Obviously, like, Tottenham's the ends and it, like, it's the ends. But, like, as someone who, as you said, like, you, you speaking about Newham, um, I can... I can identify that in terms of my passion for just South. Like, I I, yeah, I just love South London. Um, so seeing that, and then I think um, there was a part on Wikipedia that spoke about, yeah, she spent a lot of her time in Brockwell Park. Found that was my local park. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm trying to remember, right, did I see her, like, sitting in the park, penning these, penning these Grammy award-winning songs? Um, but, yeah, no, that was, that was a discovery for me that was, like, uh, so Adele. So then I started to think, okay, how do you how do you figure out where your hometown is? Do you get like? Mm. So I feel like a lot of us, regardless of like where we move to. So for example, yeah. like I moved to Kent with Mum, but like for me, it, I'm still South London. Like at the point in which we moved, my attachment to South London was just too much. So I'm never going to claim that. Kent place um <laughs> and so yeah then I started to think like well like how do you how do you figure out what area you're claiming yeah as yeah. as yours it's, it's is tricky. it just the one you feel the most affinity yeah towards? I, I think I think well, I guess the place where you feel like help to shape yeah, help shape you because I mm. I grew up I grew up I, I was born in Tottenham but I'd say after I actually grew up in in Newham, mm. so yeah, for me, I, I, I know it kind of feels sometimes it, yeah, it feels fifty fifty, but yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know, but I feel I feel like I will always kind of side with with Newham because that's where I actually grew up and that's where um, it kind of shaped me to be the person I am today. Whereas um, Tottenham, it just it's just like the foundation, if that makes sense. Um, that's where you were born. Yeah, just, just I was born. but I I still yeah I still I still love Tottenham like I still rem- yeah I still remember the area I still remember everything everything about about that current time in my life so mm-hmm. I don't know yeah I hold I hold I hold both areas close close to my heart but I think I always side with Newham because the stories and the experiences that I have have there I can I can chat for I can chat for months. I think, yeah, I think that make I think that makes sense. Like the place that where you feel um, helped form and shape you as a person. Like yeah. even like yeah, just like your value system. I remember I was chilling with my girls a couple of weeks ago, um, and we were having a debate. So they're all from like North London ish, mm. and they were saying that like they were saying South London gangsters are just different. Like, they, I was, I was sitting there a bit offended. Like I was thinking, now we're talking about like, there's crime everywhere. They were like, now you man are on a next thing. But like, I was realizing that like my, my affinity for, for, for South comes from how I feel like my value system, a lot of my value system is attributed to me growing up in that particular environment. Um, as I think even like in Twitter conversations, you'll, you'll have people saying, our oh, South London girls are like this or East London girls are like this. 
right? Because there's a particular character or way of being that's mm. associated to growing up in a particular area. So yeah, I think it makes sense that the area that you feel like contributed most to who you are as a person yeah. is the one that you kind of, yeah, it's your hometown, pun intended. But yeah, that's, that's your... That, that, that's where you claim it your hometown but yeah now nah, for me it was just I was like right okay she's a South Londoner then alright that's another one we got in the bag that's fine uh, I don't know if she I don't know if she claims South London but yeah she has to though she went she to the Brits to, she doesn't have to okay she doesn't have to but she calls she, herself a, a, a top what's it what's she called is it a, tot, a Tottenham girl or something like that she does which is now annoying me yeah because I'm even, I think I even looked into the, the hometown glory was written about West Norwood. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. that fam, that's <laughs> fam. And that like, that was the first know. song she ever wrote. Mm. Um and I'm sure that that must have got a Grammy or something, or at least received the right. nomination. So it's not adding up, you're not you're not Tottenham. Forget that. Leave that behind. Those those are your oh, those man. are your former days. Tottenham, Tottenham is special. I can't, yeah, I can't, Tottenham is special, man. Tottenham is real, real special. But I'm, You're I'm, about to start some new post-World Wars. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me not be that person. But um, I was going to say, yeah, people need to, need to allow, allow Adele, man. Allow, allow the girl. <laughs> just just let, let, let her breathe. She's just... Just let her breathe, man. There's other fights that we should be fighting right now. Fighting Adele is not, it's not one of them. So you, but, you, you uh, took... Obviously, you're not you're not from the Caribbean, but yeah, you took no issue with her photo. To be fair, the photo it was just it was just a, a blend of, of different cultures and stuff. But I don't know, man. When I like, when I did see her, I was like, "Raw, like, what's going on here? <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> like, there's not even a carnival to, to go to." But um, like, I don't know. Do you, man. See her, do you see her back garden? Sorry, you can have carnival in her back garden. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. Obviously, yeah, like, like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not from the Caribbean, so I don't. Yeah, to me, it's it's not. It's not that deep. She's just trying to. She's just trying. I don't know. She's just trying to show respect or whatever. I don't know. Like when I went to the Nigeria versus versus England game, I saw mm-hmm. I saw enough, enough white people in, in the Nigeria top. Like I didn't feel like oh right. Like to feel, I was a bit livid that that they were able to get one before I before I was able to get one. <laughs> But yeah, once I got over that, I was like, yeah, I was, I was happy to see people like, like celebrate, like celebrate the culture, um, whether it's through fashion, through the design of the kit, or literally just for, for the love of the sport or for the love of the country. Like, regardless of what it was, it was just nice to see everyone. Like that feeling, th- that day, the day of that game, that feeling, just seeing everyone. Even though we lost the game, like outside the stadium, people were singing, taking pictures with strangers, mm-hmm. people were just mm-hmm. chatting to each other. That you, you you people chat to people that you probably never speak to on a normal day. For me, that yeah, that feeling and, and that vibe, it, it was nice. Like I'm sure everyone that went to the game that day, like they will probably agree agree with what I said. So yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, for me I just saw it as, as as like yeah, they they appreciating the culture. I did yeah, I did I didn't feel like anyone was mocking. I didn't feel like anyone was disrespecting it. And that's how I felt about like the the Adele situation. Like if you know if you know Adele and you, and you know like the type of person she is, or if, even if you even if you, you you follow her like. She's oh yeah, she's always had she's always had mad respect. And I don't think she's ever intentionally disrespected any culture. So I will always right. So just that. I think just uh, so, so is intention then the thing that's most important here? 
So you speak about her character and just knowing yeah. who she is as a per- as a person. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that plays a part in how you how you take in this picture and the, and the caption. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Like it's it's not like she's um. It's it's not it's not like she she's um she's um going out and taking a picture with with, with with a black face on. It's like no, like we see we see we see it all the time. Like we see, especially on Twitter, like we see it all the time that white that white um not Nollywood actress. Like personally, to me, like I'm I'm not I'm not, I'm not offended I'm not offended by it. Like it's not. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't take I don't, I don't take it the wrong way because it's how it's, it's the it's the approach. It's, it's, yeah, it's the approach as well, and, and and how you do these things. So I, yeah, I can't, I can't take offense. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not obviously, I'm not part of the Caribbean scene or whatever. So I don't know mm. how how they how they feel about it. But personally, to me, I felt like I don't know. I, yeah, I just felt like it's it's carnival carnival weekend. She wants she wants to dress up a bit, and she did. Like I did, I did. I, I can't see any disrespect with it. Like. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. And I'm, I'm sure carnival, like, there's, there's enough, there's all different type of cultures that, that, that take part in carnival. Like, should, are, are, they, are they allowed to be there or is it strictly a, I don't, but yeah, that, that's, that's just how I feel. Like, I just feel like people need to, need to relax a bit again. Like, we're, we're fighting, we're fighting the wrong people. And I feel like every day we're trying to shoot someone down. Mm-hmm. Or trying but, to get someone out of there, trying to get someone yeah, cancelled. Yeah, like especially like people need to go do their research. They need to go do their research on 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 Adele. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have, I don't have any any issues with, with what she's done. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I think I think there's, there's maybe a more nuanced conversation to have here that I, maybe I'm I, I just don't feel equipped to have. I think um, there's. The article that I mentioned by Shante Joseph was an interesting one. Um, and when we post this episode, I'll, I'll post it on Twitter for people to kind of like read if they're interested. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I think she um, echoed some of the same thoughts and sentiments in the sense of like, yeah, like us Londoners know Adele. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, she, she's not a dog like that. Like, let's not get <laughs> twisted. But like, we know of her character and... I remember they were comparing her to um, how I think particularly Jamaicans feel about Celine Dion. Um, like she's she's squad. Do you know what I mean? She's yeah. she's she's about it. And as you said, like she's grown up in London, and the way London is, just a lot of cultures that you you have the privilege of engaging with. Um, but I think one thing that Shante Joseph was able to kind of pull out in the article. Um, was maybe just like the history behind Carnival, where yeah. like what it was born out of, um, and even the history behind the costumes, um, and yeah, what that was born out of. And I think maybe she was able to kind of give Adele the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, maybe she didn't intentionally um, desire to offend anyone, mm. um, but she could have unintentionally just because she wasn't aware of the history of the thing that she was attempting to participate in. Um, and yeah, I think, I think you've got to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, and I think if, especially if their character has shown you that they're not out here just yeah. trying to appropriate um, a particular culture. Um, but it was funny because then I just started seeing 
US black Twitter versus UK black Twitter. Oh and man, yeah. US black Twitter just telling the UK that oh, you, basically you guys don't know how to be black. And I was thinking, bros, yeah, yeah. relax. Like, yeah, as you said, like there's a there's a, there's a bigger fight out there. Like we don't need yeah. to be um, on each other's necks. Much bigger fight, like like Nigeria, like when when Nigerians have their traditional wedding. And I see, um, I see different cultures back to Tradway for that event. Mm-hmm. Me, I, I like seeing that. Like, I see it as like a sign of, a sign of respect. Like, I, I like seeing that. I don't know if, 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 I, if, I, if, I, if I should compare, like, both situations. But, yeah, personally for me, like, I, I never look at that and think, rah, mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're mocking it. But I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's just me and... Maybe, yeah. Well, read the article, see what you think. I'll read, um, I'll read the article. I'll, I'll, read the article. I'll put the article out there and, and see. Did not, it's, obviously, there's not everything in there that I agree with, but I think there are mm. some helpful food for thoughts. And um, it's more than 280 characters, which you have on Twitter. So it allows for a bit more nuance. Um, okay. That's cool. It doesn't automatically just demonize Adele. Because mm. let's be honest, we're not cancelling Adele anytime soon. No, we're definitely not. Yeah, we're definitely. Not. Neither are we cutting Ed Sheeran. I'll just throw that one in there. So, yeah, we're not doing that. What's, what's, Ed, what's Ed? No, we'll discuss that another day. But what's, what's Ed? <laughs> Wait, no, what's. Why, why would I'm someone... not saying he's done anything. I just oh, threw okay. his name. No, but why would someone. You, your boy Wiley, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave that one there because, again, that's a. That's a, that's a that's a big that's a bigger topic, but big up everyone, man. Big up everyone. Said, everyone. Big up everyone. Big up Afro Nation as well. Before we big up Afro Nation. Big up Main Eyes and a sign in. I like one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Yeah, big up everyone. But before we wrap up for today's show, our closing songs. Now you try to you try to play me with that with that nine song. And to be fair, I had I'll, I'll play my song first. Yeah, I actually had this song. Um, it was always like my my second choice, so it's not like I'm just copying you. But my song choice, <laughs> my song choice, is um, Nines, featuring Tiggs the author, and I see sweet one in it. Um, yeah. I can't remember who produced it. Uh, this is the second. I should really need to do my need to do my research. It's the second time they they've collabed. If I'm right, they collabed on his last. They collabed on his last. His last tape, I believe. You're you're you're, you're telling you're informing me. <laughs> I believe I believe he did. You know, as I listen to the song, yeah, I'll go and check. But I believe I believe he did. But um, yeah, this is NIC. Nice. It was produced by Show and Prove, by the way. So, yeah, I was gonna. Say, can you let me just in just just in your homework for you? No, I was actually now nah, you're you're mocking. Right. <laughs> you said you said you didn't you did you did check who produced it. No, did I say that? Yeah, you did. You said you don't know who I produced did. it. You did. I'm not. I I'm just, we're not gonna do this. Is recorded. I, we're not gonna do this. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> alright. If you're if you're wrong, you apologize next episode, didn't it? Alright, cool. Oh. But yeah, this is this is NIC featuring Tigs the Author, produced by Show Improve. 
You see the stars in the rain Who we'll make your galley misbehave It's the way we like yeah. I was in the trenches with my dog Now with them niggas in charge ah. Now with them niggas in charge ah. uh. Life of a fuck I was on my way to school Found a nine bar But I was only like 10 years old God knows what I was thinking, I stashed it and didn't tell a soul, uh. After school, I'm hanging out on the street. Them times, pocket money, two pounds for some sweets. I ain't care about money, then. I live right next to P's block, and everyone knows that was the local weed spot. Customers outside, fuck it, I'll approach them. I got what you need. Family said, you must be joking, you're a kid. Then I sold him an eight for a ten. That day, I hit most of the cells that came to the end. Zeno's little brother, so the block already knows me. Walking with my mom, got shots trying to approach me. Person, finished man. the pack, made my first rack, told all the customers it's a one found track. You see the stars in the rain, for make your galley misbehave. It's the way we like yeah. I was in the trenches with my dogs. Now with them niggas in charge. Featuring Tig the author. What do you think? It's nice. It's on the album, isn't it? So is it? Is it? Also, the la- they did they did collaborate on his last take. It was called um, "Oh My," featuring SL and Tig the author. Where's Tig from? Like, he's from where? He's from Earth. No oh, come on, man. As in, like, what area? Yeah, man. I have no, I have no idea to be fair. Oh okay, um, yeah. So do you know? Nah, I, was, I literally asked. Oh, you thought I was, it was another South oh, London I thing? Oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. I thought you were mocking it. I thought you were trying to mock. No, 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 no genuinely. No, I, was... I have no, I have no idea where he's where he's from. Okay, that's that's homework for next episode. <laughs> Again, I didn't cover my fat, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, um, I am gonna play a track that was released in 2015. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to play Shaka, Pain. Um, I think one of my friends reminded me of this song um, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And I remember I was, I was having a difficult time in life. And this was, yeah, I, I can't even verbally say what I used to do to this song. Not, not anything mad, but I just used to have this song on repeat. Um, yeah. And yes, it's, I think personally, I think I said this to you privately, but um, fine to say it on the pod, it's been a difficult couple of weeks. And um, yeah, I just think it's appropriate for me to end off with this song. Um, so yeah, this is Shaka, Pain, and it was produced, or it is produced by Shaka, rather. Um, yeah, look at me fumbling with my sound. Promise me you won't end up like them Promise me you'll be yourself Promise me you'll take things on the chin Like Tyson showing up his health Promise me you'll be that big old man you wish they were With patience to take you around the world me you'll never raise your hand 
my bad my bad i let that run longer than <laughs> normal but i was i was engrossed i was engrossed um, i didn't know he um i didn't know i don't know i don't know if this common knowledge but i didn't know he, he produced as well yeah i think much of his early stuff it was um self-production um but yeah he's he's an incredible export um that we have from the uk uh, but yeah, that was pain. Shaka from the Lost Boys EP. Um, the third verse is particularly my favourite, but obviously that was like after the two minute mark or something. Um, but yeah, I think I just really appreciate when um, music reflects your feelings sometimes. Mm. And you're not always on the highest of highs. Sometimes it's the lowest of lows. And that was a song that kind of got me through rough times. And so in recent weeks, I've been listening to that. Um, and another track actually, random, Deep Reverence by Big Sean. Um, yeah, with Nipsey Hustle, I think that released like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a week and a half ago. Um, but yeah, that's just been another track that's just been on repeat in times that haven't been the greatest. But yeah, now check that track out, check out that whole EP. Um, yeah, will do, but um, yeah, I guess that's. That's a nice place to end this week's episode. Um, tune in on, look out for our tweets on our, on our Twitter page for our song polls and more content during the upcoming weeks. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. Wherever, but, you, find, wherever, you, find, wherever you find yourself. Um, also, within the time, so this will release... Friday the 4th, it should do. Uh, rated Awards will take place on the 9th of September, which is next week, Wednesday. And we will finally find out who whose um, who's list was more accurate. I've, I've actually, I've been looking forward to I've been looking forward to I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Because I feel like, you know, I, I feel like with everything, I feel like my nomination should be Sure, man. I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I just feel like I, I, I was more calculated and tactical with my with my choices and I feel like the winners that I chose should or deserve to win and if they don't win then at least I know that it's been an iffy, iffy award show but we'll, I'll leave it I'll leave it as that I'm actually I'm seriously looking forward to that event yeah man I'm excited they have um, Mo and Julie um, hosting again oh, and Mo, I repeat again I repeat again. I apologize. Don't do that because I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize on air, yeah? But you know I'm petty, so it's I repeat. The each mistake. I repeat that when they announced it, they said we have Mo and Judy back for another year. Um, so, yeah, now I'm looking forward to it, especially that combination as well. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting because this one's this one's virtual this time, yeah. um, and I think I saw this might be a lie, and I might be stretching, but I think I saw that Kano is performing virtually. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward That's to that. Oh, it has to be has, uh, or else I'll tweet him personally. <laughs> I actually tweet him abuse. That, um, that one does it does it does bits, man. It does with bits. with a couple of reloads as well. Honestly, like I don't know how I've never I can't remember the last time. Honestly, even back even back in the day, I can't remember the last time I heard a song and I was like, yeah, this is this is going to be a classic. No, this is a classic. Yeah, straight. Nah, everything spot on, spot on. 
Street. Big up, Ken. Um, but yeah, I've just checked. Uh, so Ken will be performing. Dizzy will be performing. George the Poet will be performing. Um, and M. Huncher will be performing. I'm sure among other people as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the main ones that they've actually announced. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. All right. Calm. Well, that's all for today's episode. Tune in in a fortnight's time. But yeah, bless. Peace out.